All right, this is going to be hats? fun. What? Did you switch hats? I'm on my, like, fourth hat. <laughs> <laughs> How have I not noticed you've been doing this this whole time? I literally, when y'all both looked down, I just went. <laughs> and it's not even the same hat as the first one. It's a scorpions. <laughs> Uh, I like all the soccer stuff you got. Okay, we gotta start this thing. We gotta get this thing going. All right, you ready? Yeah, let's do this. Okay, here we go. This is the Always More Podcast. Hello and hello and welcome to the Always More Podcast where we believe there is always more room at the table for honest questions, meaningful conversations, and deeper understanding. Today on the pod, we are talking about our reviews and recommendations of the week. We're talking about K-pop, free samples, border wars, dream homes, foster parenting, listener questions, and so much more. But first, I'm going to welcome my co-host and the best friend in the entire world, Christopher Thomas Ford. Hello, brother. What up? And also, guys, this is a really special episode because this is the first episode that we have a special guest. And this guy, uh, we've known him since we were in middle school. Chris, I think you've known him longer. Yeah. I think so. But this is our really good friend and just all around awesome guy, Aaron Flynn. How you doing, sir? What's up, y'all? I'm doing good. Dude, so good to see your face and your beard. Uh, I'm glad that we... It's nice and luscious. It is so nice and luscious. I, I wish I wish Mike came in now. Too. You shaved a couple of days ago? No, I just trimmed it. <laughs> like I've been working on this since 10 a.m. <laughs> Oh, man. Dude, I'm really excited. This is like Chris and I, I – Chris has been holding me back. I'll, I'll let you guys all know this. I've been wanting to have a special guest for a while, and, and Chris is like, no, just be patient. Like, Let's get a rhythm. Let's get – I mean, and rightfully so. Yeah, you can't rush into that type of thing. If right. you want to bring in somebody else into your, your couple thing, you got, you got to take your time. You can't just rush into that. Yeah, and so uh, I've been eager to have a guest, and so when we were thinking about who should be our first guest, we're like, man, we have all these really people that we definitely want to interview later down the road. Uh, but it just clicked for a lot of reasons to have you because, uh, number one, you're a cool person. Uh, number two, you've been a friend for a long time. Number three, you like soccer, and we like soccer. So that's just you know win, win, win. And then, uh, and then it's foster, uh, foster Care Month. And yeah. so it's just a perfect – the stars aligned. Yeah. Stars aligned. They usually do when it comes to stuff we want to do. Right. It just all works out. <laughs> I can't explain it. So how you doing, man? What's going on in your life? I'm good. Um, well, yeah, like you just mentioned, it was foster care month. So I guess I should just start off by saying uh, me and my wife are foster parents. Um, so if you don't know me, that's fun. Um, but yeah, I just turned 30 yesterday, actually. Yeah, happy birthday. Happy birthday. So I'm Man, you, you beat me now. to it. I Let's was going to say, I was going to give you a big thing. <sighs> it's all good. It's your fault. It's not too late. What's going on in my life? An existential crisis. Yeah. You ask me what's going on in my life, and like existential crisis is definitely what's going on in my life. <laughs> there's a reason. So it's going great. Um, just had some friends in town, just played a bunch of board games and hung out, and yeah, it's been really good. Sweet, man. Cool. Yeah. Well, dude, we got, a, we got a fun pod for you today. We, for everyone listening, uh, this is going to be a really good one. Uh, you're, you're also a youth pastor. Yeah. And and I used to be a youth pastor. And if there's if there's anything I know about uh, youth ministry is that we love games. And so I have a game for you. All right, I just and, lost the game. Oh, oh shoot. you suck! You're the worst. Oh, why? You know what? I knew this, this was a mistake. Oh, <laughs> I invite you onto the pod, and this is how you started off. 
What is that? Oh, the, the game. game. I went to Target yesterday, and there's a board game called oh. The Game, and I was never more pissed off. So I would geez. imagine so. <laughs> it's great. They know what they're doing. Okay, so this game is called Name That Blank, and you have, and basically it's kind of like 20 questions, but instead of, you get unlimited questions, but you only have 30 seconds to name a certain thing, and we'll give you a category, Uh, and so Chris is going to have a timer for 30 seconds, and you can ask yes or no questions, and I'll answer yes or no, and I feel like I know these things, if I don't know, I'll say I don't know, but uh, most of these I feel like I have a pretty good understanding of, so we're going to start off with an athlete, okay? Okay. This is a, uh, it can be from any sport, but that's, that's for you to ask me questions of being to narrow it down. So you have 30 seconds to try to guess this athlete, male or female. Are you ready? Okay. Chris, can are you, you ready? See, can you see the timer? No, but I can just assume. It's your job, you'll, it's you'll your job it to it yell at him. Yeah. You'll hear it when it goes off. <laughs> All right. All right. You ready? Here we go. Three, two, one. Male or female? Male. Uh, basketball? No. Soccer? Yes. Uh, MLS? No. EPL? No. German soccer? No. Spanish soccer? No. Argentinian soccer? No. <laughs> You're so bad at this. You skipped a big I'm, one. I did. I don't follow European soccer. European soccer? Yes. I don't know. <laughs> Ibrahimovic. Oh, is that 30 seconds? Ibrahimovic. That was so quick. No. I, uh, dude. <laughs> I don't follow EPL. <laughs> you, you, or French, any you, you, totally, you totally skipped the French. Yeah, I know. And like the last, well, and so I only know PSG or PSG from France. And so. It was PSG too. Keep going. Just, just, I, that, I guessed Ibrahimovic. He, he doesn't play for them anymore. He did, but I have no idea anybody else on, on PSG. I have no idea what either of you guys are talking Kili about. Kili Mbappe. No idea. You don't know who he is? Listen, listen to me. I follow MLS. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> oh, my God. That's why I asked you yesterday. If you... He's a sports baller. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, but we've talked a bunch in the past, and I've just said, like, I only follow American soccer because, like, it's close to home. I can go to, an, like, I can go to a Timbers game. I can go to a FC Dallas game. I can't go to a Chelsea game. Okay, but you, you know MLS. Well, not with that attitude, you can't. <laughs> I know MLS okay. I know the Timbers. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Well, well, that it depends. I'm sorry. I messed everything up. <laughs> okay. All no, right. it's fine. We're gonna try I... this again because I ruined your game. I love it. No, it's fine. We're, we're, we, I got I got one more athlete, and I feel like you might know this person because okay. you know Americans. So, same thing. It's an athlete. Okay. Are you ready to go? Just say when. I'll yeah. hit the button. Go. Is it an MLS athlete? No. <laughs> oh crap. Okay. Male or female? Male. Uh, okay, cool. Um, shoot. Uh, what questions to ask? Uh, does he play overseas? Yes. He's American? Yes. Does he play... Oh, dude, I'm so screwed. Uh, for Chelsea? No. Ah, oh, shoot. That was too easy. That was, uh, does he play in Spain? No. Does he play in England? No. I hate everything about this <laughs> game. <laughs> Weston McKinney. I don't know who that is. Who either. picked this? He's an American player. Okay, but like I know, I know that like they just released the roster, but I was looking at half of it, going, I don't know because we don't do anything when it comes to the national stage. Yeah. Okay. All right. All you right. Guys are the worst. Okay. Let's We're let's change worst. it up. Let, let's change right. it up to heroes and villains. Okay, something okay. that we all are aware of here. Okay. All we right. we have one for you. you. You know comic book characters fairly yeah. well, right? Okay. This one I'll be like, mm. 
So okay, now I, I, de I deep dive. I'm not going easy on you. I deep dive. <sighs> we'll, we'll bump this up to 35 seconds. <laughs> uh, this game is so much like I was like, how do I prepare for this? You need, to show, you, you need to show this to your students and just just <laughs> want to see what they say. <laughs> just have a thousand yard stare. Here you go. All right, All right. You ready for this one? It's, it's heroes or villains. So. All right. All right. And go. Marvel? No. DC? Yes. I'm already screwed. Uh, Superman <laughs> villain? No. Batman villain? No. Uh, hero or villain, actually? Hero. Um, Booster Gold? No. No. Okay. Uh, a Justice League member? No. Teen Titans member? Yes. Beast Boy? Yes! Let's hey! Go. With nine seconds to spare. Nice! Is it a Fortnite Great. skin? <laughs> Beast Boy is a Fortnite skin now. I did not know that. All right. All right. I got another hero slash villain for you. Are you oh, ready to tough. go? Yeah, I'm ready. Yeah, you got that one, though. Okay. So All now right. I, yeah. I know your limits now. I know I, your you, limits. Said, you definitely you said like DC was hard. So DC. Yeah, I, I barely know DC and I know Booster Gold because a friend of mine. Is obsessed Boost. with Booster Gold. Booster Gold. Why? Who is Why? obsessed who, with who, Booster Gold? <laughs> Were they like like huge Smallville fan? Is that no, 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 no. He loves the comics. Like he digs it. Wow. Seth, if you're listening to this, shout out to you <laughs> for yelling Booster Gold all the Booster time. Booster Gold. Booster Gold. <laughs> he just would Booster go Booster Gold. Is the worst. Gold. He is a okay. Whatever. He's the best. I'm not going to get into a He's comic book fight. <laughs> all right, let's go. You ready? Three, two, one, go. Marvel. Yes. Hero villain. Villain. Okay, uh, major villain, minor villain. Depends on is it, your Okay, is it, the, is it the person's nemesis? Uh, I no. don't know, actually. No. I don't think so. Fantastic Four villain? No. Uh, X-Men villain? No. no. Um, Avengers villain? Like, main Avengers villain? Has it been in a movie? No. Ah, oh, crap. That narrows it down. Superpowered or, like, gadgets? Superpowered. Power. Dude, um, uh, uh, it says zero. I'm looking at the timer. Stress. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, okay, shot in Last the guess. dark. Shot in the dark. I'm going to go Scorpion. I don't know why. No. Yeah. Okay. It was, it was Agatha all along. Okay, I said <laughs> movie, and you said no, and I immediately shut because off Because it's, it's, right, right. it's a show. You're right. You're right. It's a show. You're not wrong. Okay, so this sucks. <laughs> I'm bad at this. this okay, okay. Hey, you got one out of four. That's true. You got one. Okay, let, let's get degrees, something like that. Okay. I guess. But no, nope. it <laughs> <laughs> doesn't apply here still. All right, let's go. Okay, what so we, we got? different different category, actor or actress, okay? Crap. I believe now it's just a gender neutral term, actor. Is it? Okay. So yeah. we're going to go with this one because I know you know this person a lot more than I do. Yes. Famous performer. There we go. Sure. All right. Perfect. All right. You ready to go? Uh, I I would put this one like top tier performer, not just. Oh, artists. I know. I know you would. I know you. That's why. I'm, that's why I got you here with yeah. me. Yeah. All okay. right. You ready to go? Yeah. And go. Scarlett Johansson. I'm just joking. Uh, nope. <laughs> I just threw up. Did they play a hero or a villain in any movies? Uh, yeah. Heroes in most of them. Heroes in most of them. A villain in um, one big one. Uh, Steve, uh, 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 Chris Evans. Is yeah. it male or female? Female. Oh, well, crap. Um, Alicia Silverstone. No. <laughs> That's the first person I could think of. Um, I guess Scarlett Johansson already. Jessica Alba. Nope. I'm, yo, I'm so bad at names. Uh, what's her name? Uh, uh, 
so bad at this. That's all right. Who? It is probably one of my favorite actresses of all time, Meryl Streep. Okay, I would never have guessed that. No, you probably wouldn't have. <laughs> I was like, I was like trying to think, and Halle Berry is who I was trying to think of. Uh, I was like, Storm. She plays really Storm. Yeah. Too. Yeah. <sighs> Uh, okay, you want one more or are you done? No, nah, keep me going. Let's... Okay, one, one more. I'm gonna play until I I'm get like, one. <laughs> I, I would. I should never ever go to Vegas. Okay, this is one more. It's it's, an, it's 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 we're still in the category of actor. All right. And uh, are you ready? Yeah. All right. Three, two, one. Uh, Star Wars movies? No. Superhero movies? No. Uh, recent pop culture movie? Yes. Yeah. Are they older than 30 or younger yes. than 30? Older. Older than 40? Yes. I think um, so. But younger than 50? Probably. Okay. Halle Berry. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't know. Uh, is she in action movies or comedy movies? Both. That doesn't help me. Uh, Zoe Saldana. Ah, oh, <laughs> no. You actually never asked if this was a man Male or a woman. Oh, <laughs> you, you, you suck I at totally 20, 20 questions, man. <laughs> it yeah, was a dude. Well, the, it's a dude. <laughs> I just said, it's a dude. <laughs> I just assumed. Oh. Well, hey, good on you for assuming female. Though. Right. Good yeah, that's good. That's, yeah, yeah. Of course, <laughs> I went back to one of my guesses. Like, <laughs> you could have gotten this one too. You, you, you really could have. I think if you would have asked Hold the on. right questions. Show me the picture. That, show me the picture more. <laughs> Brad's hit. Okay. Brad what was Pitt, he? Oh, he was in Deadpool too. Yeah, but <laughs> he like was invisible. He was invisible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then he was electrocuted. He got like sell his face just for like a half a second. <laughs> See, like when I said superhero and y'all just said yes, he said yes. I said yeah. no. But then but like my... <laughs> technically the truth. But like yeah. instantly, that's all my thought is is like, okay, who's who are like, the stars? Who are the yeah. stars? Yeah, because then you said it was a big one. It was like a list. <laughs> Oh, man. All right, everyone. We're going to move forward in this podcast, and we'll probably cut a little bit of that out because that game did not go as planned. It took so long. We're just going to say, hey, Aaron, you want to play a game? And then we'll skip ahead. (laughs) It'd just be like, all right, we're going to do this one. (laughs) You did so good, Aaron. You got it. I did so good. I totally thought y'all were going to be like, I totally thought y'all were going to be like, what is the name of the black lightsaber in Clone Wars? Oh, and I would have been like, I got this. Yeah, I'm solid. No, no, no. that's too easy. It's too easy. I can't or go that like, easy on you. Or like name the Sinister Six. Yeah, I got this. No, <laughs> like ask us questions <laughs> and tell us what we know. You got to uh, put your guests on the spot when you have a podcast. That's right. Yeah. If there's yeah. one thing I know, it's that. Yeah. Yeah, it's going great. <laughs> <laughs> all right let's Baby move on judging me in the background <laughs> all right let's move forward uh we got our wreck and rev which is our recommendations and reviews of the week uh aaron you're our guest man what you got for us um oh yeah i should probably pull up my stuff um i have a thing that um i got when it was on kickstarter it's called magic puzzle company do tell it is there's three different puzzles basically it's made by people that do optical illusions um, I know that sounds weird, but um, magicians, optical illusions, and artists got together and created really, really cool and unique puzzles. Um, and one of the cool things about it is when you are done with the puzzle, there is a little baggie that you open up, and it's got a surprise ending. And I 
Oh. I'm trying to be as vague as possible. Is it because, another puzzle? I don't know um, if I like that. I love it. That brings a little more anxiety to my life. I it think. brings I, a little more anxiety to your life, but it adds a whole lot more like joy to the puzzle. Okay. It makes it, it it makes it memorable. I'll tell Chris off the air if he wants to, because <laughs> I don't want to ruin it for your guests that buy it. But you can go on Amazon, you can go on Target, and um, you can order these. There's three different puzzles. My recommendation would be called the Mystery Maze. I have it behind me. That's why I, I turned around. <laughs> um, it's called the Mystery Maze. Um, it's a really cool and unique puzzle that has like a little story, and you can kind of see what's going on throughout the entire thing. Hmm. But I loved it. Um, I've knocked them out so quickly, and my wife hates puzzles. But when I was doing them, um, my wife was actually paying attention to what I was doing. So, hmm. all right, Magic I'm Puzzle Company. Chris, what do you have for us, man? All right, so my recommendations and reviews of the week. Uh, we'll start with this movie that I watch on Netflix called Synchronic. So this movie is, it actually stars uh, Anthony Mackie from Avengers. Oh yeah. And it's like a weird time travel, trippy drug movie. Sounds like my kind of thing. You would love it. Yeah, no, for (laughs) sure. A hundred percent. You would love it. Um, I don't even remember who directs it, but I would expect it to be Christopher Nolan. (laughs) That type of thing. Um, so basically there's this drug that allows you to time travel and Anthony Mackie's character finds it and ends up trying it out. Um, but obviously, you know, there come the issues that he's a black man going back into the past. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's kind of like a minor racial commentary, a minor drug commentary, and it's just a crazy adventure. I, it, it, it's a little slow to start, but, it picks up real quick cool. all of a sudden, and it's such a good movie. I would suggest that to anybody, um, obviously with the exception of small children because they don't understand drug use. Um, that That's the reason why. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they get time travel. They know all about that. It's, it's the drug use. It's the drug use. That's it. <laughs> it's drugs aren't for kids. All right. Um, my next one, because we usually do two, would be Army of the Dead. Oh, so this uh, recently came out also on Netflix. Zack Snyder? Zack Snyder. Yeah. This is his first zombie movie since his remake of Dawn of the Dead. Come on. And with, with Edgar Wright. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yes. Again, love Edgar Wright. So great. Um, <laughs> but so this one is more of like a almost has like a video game feel. It's it's a heist movie. Yeah. In mm. a zombie world. Okay. It's not just a zombie movie or a heist movie. And it takes the best pieces of both of those genres and puts them together. Mm. So you got like um, Batista is playing the main character and he's got to get his team into a vault in Vegas Come on. to get this massive amount of money, like $200 million or something like that. And they have like a set amount of time to do it before the U.S. nukes Las Vegas because it's full of zombies. Okay. So they have to go in fight off some zombies, and obviously things go wrong. It never goes according to plan. Of course, naturally. And there's just a whole lot of craziness and insanity. There's aliens and robots and zombies. Wow. It's, what? Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. I'm yeah, sold. No, it, it's, real, it's a real good movie, man. You got to check it out for right. sure. It's and been on my it list. Sets, it sets up um, a bunch of prequels. One of the prequels they've already finished filming, and then it also gives you the option for like – if they want to make a part two, they can. Let's it's a really go. cool, really cool setup. Sweet. All right. I'm down. Yeah, I put it on my list, and I had two friends in town. Asked one of them if they wanted to watch it, and he's like, "I've never seen a zombie movie before." 
And then what? I was like, okay, cool. So Shaun of the Dead's coming up. Yeah, now. you can't start wow. with Shaun of the Dead. You gotta, you gotta start with Shaun of the Dead. Or yeah. Something like that. Yeah. I tried wow. to get him to watch uh, One Cut of the Dead because I haven't seen it and y'all recommended it in your oh, zombies yeah. episode. Really and, good. Uh, yeah. Truthfully, uh, if she, if my baby wouldn't have woken up, she would have, uh, I would have started watching it before this recording because I really was interested in it and I found yeah. a perfectly fine stream online. Send me the link for that so I can watch it again. <laughs> All right, cool. I'll pull it up. <laughs> I'll drop it in the comments. Boom. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to cut mine short. I had another one, but I'll save it for another time. Uh, so I watched a – I binged this show. It's on Apple TV+, Plus, um, and it's it's an alternate reality as to what would have happened if the Russians had beat us to the moon, and it's called For All Mankind. I saw something about that. I wanted to check it out. It is interesting because it, it, it makes so much sense, and I'm going to spoil a little bit of it, and I don't care uh, because it's just it, – I'm not. It's, it's a little spoiler, but I mean the big spoil is that the Russians – you know beat us to the moon um but it, it, it kind of makes sense because you, you know america like whenever someone beats us at something it's like oh well we can do it better or we we'll do something else and it, we it, went to the moon twice right and so it, it basically it turns into this like okay well russia beat us there so we're going to do something else different and then the russia beat us at something else like oh well we're just going to keep going and it's like we end up like they end up like creating a, a, a moon base and they create these other things they start mining things on the moon and it's just really kind of like huh if we would have you know, if it would have turned into more of a competition, we actually might have tried to do more and invest more into our sciences and all that kind of stuff. Society so, would be much better off if the know, Russians had won. It's very interesting. Yeah. So it's a good show. It's a good drama. Uh, I like is it. it. Is it similar to the vein of uh, uh, The Man in the High Castle? Like that kind of a – or is it like Iron Sky, if you've ever seen that one? I haven't seen Iron Sky. From Iron... what I understand, it is nothing like Iron Sky. Okay, Iron Sky is more comedy. Yeah, that's, oh, way, no. that's way left field, no, like no, no. sci-fi. Okay. No, and then it, like Man in the High Castle. Like Man in the High Castle. It's more like, drama, but it's not okay. as dark and as mysterious as that. It's more realistic, I right. guess. Mm-hmm. Like it's really like a hey, this like I, when I was watching, I was like, oh yeah, this absolutely could have definitely happened. Like America was been would have been childish and try to up up the Russians on every single thing. Because so. if America has proven anything, it's that as a country we are childish. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So cool. All right. Well, that's our wreck and rev for the week. Uh, let's move forward into our what did I miss? Did I do all right there? Close enough. Okay. We'll, we'll take it. I like it. I like it. <laughs> okay. You got to do it just because, I mean, you're, 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 you're the one. You are the one with What the... did I miss? It's good stuff. Wow. Yes. I was like half a second away from, I, I, yesterday for my birthday, got the Hamilton. Uh, biography. Ooh, nice. That the the book. That, the, the, yeah, Lin-Manuel that Lin Manuel Miranda read to like write the play and so or the musical, and so I was like gonna go, but uh, <laughs> then I realized this is an audio podcast. Oh, well, I we mean, have the video. We, too. we have a little bit of video That's now. True. That's true. If they want to go on YouTube and watch it, they can. Shameless plug. <laughs> What's the YouTube? Uh, always more podcast at youtube.com yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Aaron. Just, just search it. That was me just trying to be subtle about plugging your own stuff. Come on, y'all. Synergy. Hashtag shameless plug, man. That's what shameless. we do. All right. I'll get this one started off uh, because I just want to get this out of the way because it's, it's, it's simple, but it's funny. So uh, long story short, we had this Belgian farmer, and he has his farm, and, and 
Okay, here's, here's what happened. A local history enthusiast was walking in the forest when he noticed that there was a stone marking the boundary between the two countries, uh, between France and Belgium. It had been moved. And so it's kind of weird. So basically what happens is this Belgian farmer, apparently annoyed by the stone in his tractor's path, had moved it inside the French territory. So he moved the French-Belgian border. You do that, you, you can start a war. I mean... Not if nobody knows. <laughs> well, I, I guess apparently no one noticed for the longest time. So someone just randomly noticed and like just walking around the forest like, oh, this is not in place. And this it- <laughs> seems like it's about six feet shorter. I'm going to start a war about it. <laughs> Uh, so the Belgian farmer apparently, uh, oh, I'm sorry, I say that, I already said that. Um, so the stone dates back to 1819 when the border was first marked out. And the guy says this, the, our Belgian mayor said this. He says, I was happy my town was bigger. <laughs> but the mayor of the, uh, I do not know how to pronounce any of those French words. How do you say that, Chris? Uh, the Bougenie Souroc? I don't know. Thank I don't, you. I don't read French. <laughs> my wife is wrong. Yeah, so they didn't agree. So what happens is the local Belgian authorities plan to plan to contact a farmer and ask him to return the stone to its original location. Um, and they and they said this, and this is what's a kicker here. Is, is they said that if that did not happen, if it doesn't happen, the case could end up in the Belgian Foreign Ministry, which could have uh, had to summon a, a Franco-Belgian border commission, and basically uh, could have started a, a war or at least a huge conflict. At or, least a discussion. At least a, a, a very heated discussion. And so. So my concern is this farmer, like, is he going to have to put the boulder back in his tractor's path? <laughs> I guess. Like, what happens with his land? Is he technically a Belgian and a French citizen? Well, see, what I want to know is if, the, if, if, if it was in the way, was he, like, going over land that was technically belonging to France? Does he have to file taxes in both countries? That's my uh. question. Can he that's be a very, deported? That's a very adult question of you there. <laughs> Can he be deported to his own property? Yeah, uh, like if they're like, oh, we're going to deport property. you back to France, right. does he just like walk to the other side of his land? So you say, <laughs> fine, you caught me. <laughs> <laughs> you got to go through customs to mow my lawn. Oh, man. That would suck. It would. Like anything to declare? Yeah, all of these clippings that are currently attached to my tractor. I, I can just leave them. I'll put them in. That guy's if you guys want to take them, please do. All right, Chris, what you got for us, bro? All right, man. So check this out. A woman was excluded from team lunches for a really long time, and she sued her place of business for $32,000 Holy crap. for discrimination and won. Wow. Yeah, so this uh, Ford dealership in the U.K., is where she worked, called Hartwell Ford. Okay. Uh, it's a franchise dealership network that works in England. Um, she had been the receptionist. Her name was Mal- Malgorzada Luica. That sounds about right, yeah. It's a weird name. <laughs> I haven't heard it, but, I mean, to each so, her own, I guess. Yeah, sounds like a uh, pasta. Right? <laughs> sounds delicious is what it is. <laughs> uh, but she had been working there for two years in 2018, uh, she transferred to the dealership's Watford branch, which I guess is just a different town in England. I don't know. Um, following her complaint, she told the judge that she was excluded from team lunches oh. that were held there on the last Friday of each month. Uh, all of her colleagues got to go to this office lunch thing. They provided pizza and other takeout, and she just was not invited like, at all. Jeez. 
Uh, so she had pre she had been previously included with the team lunches at the other place, but not at the new one that she had transferred to, I guess. Uh, so when she finally ended up suing, since Ford has like a zero discrimination policy Ooh. for all of their dealerships, she won $32,000 for lost wages and emotional trauma. Wow. I bet she's all not right. working there anymore. I guarantee you she's not, but 32000 <laughs> is a real nice severance package. That's it true. sure is. It's not the bad, not the worst. Not the I, best. Wish that, I wish that would have been my severance package when I left my dealership. That would have been real nice. Man. All right. Well, congratulations to her. Let's go. Cool, cool. All right, bro. What do you have for us today? Yeah, welcome to our society corner. What? Joe Biden calls love for K-pop universal. That's right. Yes. Joe Biden, the expert on <laughs> Korean pop. <laughs> U.S. President Joe Biden, or Joseph S. Biden, or whatever his middle name is, had a lot to talk about Friday at the I White like to House. imagine it's Joseph. Joseph Joseph Biden. <laughs> J. Jonah Biden. Sim. <laughs> So J. Joe Bidenson had a lot to talk about Friday at the White House in his second in-person meeting with a foreign leader. This time it was with the the South Korean president, Moon Jae-in. So they talked about a bunch of different things. They talked about the the situation in North Korea, the denuclearization of the peninsula, collaborating on vaccinations to prevent... Uh, the spread of COVID-19, climate change, and the need to continue to fortify alliances to potentially counter Beijing. And then they another thing came up, K-pop. Uh, of course. Biden said, our, yeah, yeah this, this, is, this is a legit quote. Um, standing in front of like Korean and American flags, this is what Biden says. Our people, our people to people and cultural connections are only growing. K-pop fans are universal. And that's about it. So, you know, I've, I do not, I wouldn't consider myself a K-pop fan, but I've never not heard a K-pop song that wasn't a straight pop. Yo, straight up. Yeah. So, so granted, Biden's right. I agree. Well, and it came yeah. the same day that um, obviously everybody's heard of BTS. If you haven't heard of K-pop, it's like the only band that you could hear of or whatever. But uh, they dropped an English language um, single that same uh-huh. day that had 97 million views in a day in a day so uh-huh. i'm gonna just make an assumption and say he's right <laughs> um, he probably listened to it on the way as part of his briefing you know <laughs> can you can you wait can you imagine biden all the way with the dude ford uh f-150 uh lightning and him just go with the cave off of that <laughs> straight up but like chris is right every single song's a bop um <laughs> Was it yesterday? Yeah, yesterday we went to a, a Korean place here in Midland called Crisp Garden. Uh, if you're ever in Midland, Texas, first of all, why? Second yeah. of all, go to this <laughs> Korean place. For the desert, Aaron. You know this. Rock the Desert is here. Oh, yeah. I went one time. It was you know a, how it was I know you cool went show. one time? You called me from it. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I have such a great memory of when Chris, has, Chris and I have talked. Me and Chris have talked like three times since I've left Colleen. One time when I came back the next summer to go to camp with him, one time, I don't know why, but he called me at Rock the Desert, and one time I called him, and it was the night of the Super Bowl, and he was working at Disney. I remember that. Yeah. So, like, I I don't remember that. (laughs) Those are the only times I remember talking to Chris on the phone in about eight years. 
truthfully though, that's probably years. more than I've talked to the people that live in the same town that I do that I went to high school with. Dude, yeah, I talked to a few of my friends, but like straight up, I'm so distant. I know we're getting way off the the, the topic <laughs> at hand, but like I am the worst at keeping up with people. But if for whatever reason you knew me 18 years ago and wanted to come get uh, some Korean food, this Korean place I had yesterday <laughs> only plays K-pop, and it's amazing. Okay. So you're getting food good. Food's delicious. All right, it's straight up, yeah. And they didn't have kegogi. If you know what that is. Then it's a good were, thing. Were they actual like Korean restaurant owners? Or? Yeah, straight okay. up. Like yeah. they they were all Sounds Korean. Good. Sounds good. <laughs> I'm down. Yeah. It was like authentic and everything. Yeah. <laughs> Next so time we go to Midland. Yeah. There we go. Cool. All right. Yeah. Is that it? I think that's it. All yeah. right, guys. Just remember, hey. Joe Biden loves K-pop. That's right. <laughs> if there's one takeaway from this conversation today, it's, it's that, that he loves the new Ford F-150 electric vehicle uh, truck, and he also loves K-pop. And ignore that, that, everything we'll say after this, because right. that's the most important. <laughs> that's the takeaway from today's pod. Oh, man. All right, guys. That was a great first half of this. And next up, we have a wonderful conversation with the one and only Aaron Flynn about foster care and foster parenting. So we'll be right back. And we are back. Yes. Welcome back with us, guys. Hey, so real quick, we're going to ask Aaron a few questions, get this topic rolling. As we discussed, we're going to be talking about foster parenting, being a foster parent, what that entails, and what it means to Aaron. But first, today is the day after That's right. our beloved friend's birthday. Yeah. We had a big thing for it, but we he kind of ruined it. He beat us to it with his existential crisis. No big deal. Fine. Um, so if you that. guys have if you guys have ever been through an existential crisis, you understand that's the reason he's wearing two hats right now. Yes, that's I wear multiple hats. <laughs> he's the king of many hats. So happy birthday, Aaron! Glad you made it thirty years in life, and Thank we'll you. hope for at least another thirty as long as they're happy. Amen. Moving maybe, right along. Maybe forty. Maybe fifty. <laughs> I, I said at least at 30. Least. You may get to 60 and realize you don't want to be here anymore. And we'll be here to support you in that. Chris we'll, owns- we'll help you with your other existential crisis. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, as, uh, as we've already talked about, you know, Aaron is a lifelong friend of ours. He studied at the same college I did, West Coast Bible College and Seminary. Let's go. Uh, he went through the same master's commission. Well, not the same exact one, but master's commission. Uh, it's a big uh, national, international, actually, group for discipleship and learning how to be a pastor, minister, all kinds of cool stuff like that. Uh, so we kind of had the same educational upbringing. Um, he is now a pastor, a youth pastor in Midland at First AG in Midland. Um, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, uh, I work at Midland First Assembly here in Midland. Uh, I started working here uh, October before the pandemic, so it's about a year and a half now, um, coming up on two cool. years. Um, but I've been in ministry realistically 11 years now. Um, nice. Just different Moons. churches, different uh, types of ministry. I've done youth ministry. I've done. I've worked at a daycare. I've done um, mm. elementary ministry. Um, I've worked in Texas, I've worked in Portland and I've worked in Texas a whole bunch more. So, um, yeah, but I enjoy it realistically. Um, my heart for ministry kind of came from when I first met you guys, uh, when we were at GC crew with pastor Daryl, um, or as I, as everyone would call him P Diddy, P. Diddy. P. Diddy. 
<laughs> Nothing like guy. a middle-aged white guy calling himself P. Diddy. It is. <laughs> oh, I gotta send this to him. <laughs> so funny. And, like, the greatest thing. But realistically, like, I distinctly remember um, showing up, not really caring about church, because when I was younger than seventh grade, like, I didn't care about church. Our church didn't have a lot for me. And then the right. first Wednesday night, um, big youth group, 300-plus people. I don't know how many it was exactly. Yeah. Um, he, he comes down and just introduces himself, and he says he's glad I'm here and the fact that he picked me out of a crowd of like 300 just to say like welcome and thank you for being here um made me feel important in a time where i felt unimportant alone and like definitely without friends because i just moved to a new city and that stuck with me forever basically so even when yeah. i was in high school um i wasn't like the coolest guy in high school um i would find a middle school student that's just super awkward or something and i'd just try to be a friend to them yeah. Um, and I'm seeing, and so my first job in ministry was junior high pastor nice. and yeah. nothing's more like awkward and uncomfortable than your middle school years. That's right. Absolutely. Yes. And so I, but I, I definitely tried to make people feel like they were, they were loved and they were important and, um, that I took them seriously and I've seen some awesome stuff. Um, and seen, I've done a couple weddings or I've done one wedding, I say a couple, um, <laughs> One, one, one of my junior hires wants me to do their wedding. I should mm. clarify that. Um, so I've done a wedding, but like, um, I've definitely feel like I've impacted some people. And right now, um, sure. the students yeah. I work with, um, are wonderful. They're awesome. We have like some of the most like biggest hearted students that I could ask for. Uh, our youth group's called the Voice Student Ministry, where cool. I make sure that their voice matters. I make Ooh, sure that good. they know that. Um, and I do different things. I get my leaders to um, leaders to speak. When I spoke on a Sunday morning, I invited one of my middle schoolers to share a little bit so that he could have like have that experience and understand that like I take him seriously as well. Um, and I've I've seen good fruit from that, and so it's been really really good. Um, year and a half in Midland doing stuff through COVID has been difficult. Um, definitely stretches you, especially mm -hmm. coming from Portland to Midland has oh, been yeah. like a culture shift completely because <laughs> I, I can imagine. <laughs> yeah. Because like San Antonio was the more, was like, is definitely a more conservative area and you, you can do ministry like normal, you know, like, but Midland's super conservative and then coming from a super liberal place um, is definitely a flip. Yeah. Um, and, and just cultures. And so it's been, I think it's been really good to, for the church to have me in that different perspective. And then for um, me to kind of learn some things from this kind of old school traditional vibe. And so it's been right. good. Awesome. Yeah. I know there's a lot more, but no, that's no, great. That's great. No. So that, that really kind of brings us into the topic though. Just speaking about your heart for kids and youth, making sure everybody's voice is heard, making sure that kids know that they're loved and they're appreciated. That brings us into your, uh, your, I guess your passion yeah. for fostering. Yeah. So tell us, tell us a little bit about your family, you know, you know as much as you can, because, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. there's always some restrictions for that. Uh, tell us a little bit about your family, your passions, some of your favorite stuff, their favorite stuff, what's going on. Yeah. So, um, well, like me and my wife have been married, um, about to be six years in July. Nice. Um, God, I hope that's right. 
Yes, that is right. Let's go. I had to do the math. I'll, in my edit, head. I'll edit it out. That's wrong. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're about to be married for six years, um, and basically, since we've been like married, we've wanted to kind of start a family, but we really haven't had a chance to. Um, she went home last February um, to be with her family for like a week for her birthday. Her birthday's Valentine's Day. Talk about the worst possible nice. birthday. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, best possible birthday. She's not here, so it's okay. Um, but yeah, so we went back home uh, to be with her family, or she went back home to be with her family, and I kind of had this dream. Um, I don't know why of like, I had a dream of like, what if we tried to adopt? Mm. And then I went the next day on, don't do this. I went the next day on like the CPS website and just had like a straight up anxiety attack. <laughs> Because a lot of the people on the CPS website that they're featuring, you definitely can like you can tell there's hurts, but there's a lot of special needs individuals. Yeah. And I, and my thought process was, if I try, if I want to adopt someone, is it going to be someone special needs? And I know that sounds bad. I grew up with my sister who was special needs, and knowing her situations and like how many surgeries she's going, she's gone through, and all this, I don't think emotionally I could handle that. Right. Like for a child of my own, I, and. Um, I know that definitely there's a need for that kind of thing. So, um, I had like a little bit of stress, but then we talked to a couple of friends of ours that fostered as well, which, um, if anybody is interested in fostering and wants to know more about it, um, these people were amazing for me. I can be good. I can be that person for you if you have questions and they just tried to clear the air and tell their story more in depth. Um, so I did that. I called Chelsea and was stressed and she was like, we'll talk about it when we get home. And then the next day, um, a bunch of pastors from Midland and Odessa got together and had like a, a monthly meeting that like assemblies of God pastors have. And a guy was talking about um, how he's leaving to go to Dallas to do something for foster care. Um, mm -hmm. And he explained if every church in Texas had one family that did foster care, like fostered one child, there would be no more children in the foster care system in Texas. Wow. Yeah. Straight up insane wow. and like insane to think about. And so, um, we talked about it and Chelsea and I just came to the decision that we're going to try this out. We're going to hope, we're going to hope to adopt, but we learned along the way that, um, the goal of fostering is first and foremost to reunify them with their family. Mm. Yeah. Um, Which a lot of people don't understand. Yeah, and so, but that was definitely tough for us as well, because we wanted we want to raise them as our own. Um, yeah, and you love them as your own. Yeah, and so with so our mentality has kind of shifted from wanting to adopt, which we definitely do want to adopt if the opportunity is there, to praying the mom or dad gets their life together, mm. praying they get their crap together. Honestly, yeah, um, praying for a miracle, praying for something. Because we want, we have their best interest in mind. We have the kids' best interest in mind. Right. So, yeah. um, so far we have fostered technically three children. Um, one, the first one was a little boy, um, and we had him for five months. We got him at two days old. We've had him for five wow. months. Um, we were really hoping to adopt him. Um, he got moved to a family friend of his mom's who is now adopting him, but she's treating us like family. She's sending oh. pictures. Oh, um, that's awesome. Yeah. So it, it feels good. It's definitely something difficult to reconcile yeah. because you feel like you've raised that child, but now it's not yours and you're getting pictures. And so it's definitely tough. 
Um, And then in that time, while we had the little boy, we had another little girl whose goal was adoption. But when I would walk in the room, she had trauma with men. We learned she -hmm. would scream bloody murder. Um, And so that wasn't going to be a situation that could work out at all. Um, And in that time, the little boy that we had had to go to the hospital for something. And it was you, you try to keep a mom away from the hospital, honestly. Um, I'm sure your wives would agree. Like they'd be the ones <laughs> right there. They yeah. didn't. Yeah. So, um, she moved on. She's with a good family. I, as far as I know, she's still with them and adopted and healthy, but, ne- but we lost our boy on a Monday and got our girl on a Friday. Um, she was five days old. So she was born the day our boy was moved. Um, she was four pounds Ooh, now. Wow. Yeah. Um, she just had, her mom had some drug issues and stuff like that, but, um, but we love her to death and we're raising her and she's healthy and she's smiling mm. and, um, she's really getting a personality, but yeah, realistically good. we just wanted to be parents. And so we get yeah. the opportunity to, um, and fostering has given us that ability. That's so, awesome. Yeah. Hey, and but before we move on, I just want to double clarify, just make sure it's okay that we can include genders. Yeah, I just boy, okay. yeah, boy and girl. I didn't use names specifically. Okay, I just want to make um, sure, just so I'm good on my end. Make sure I cut everything out that needs to be cut out. So yeah, no worries. And yeah, sorry. I, no, you're good. I'm, want... I'm definitely trying to check my stories, so I'm making sure because um, since you're bringing that up now, I mean, you could include this with fostering. Um, there's different. So the state kind of has like a mandate like that this is a baseline unless the county says otherwise um that you're not supposed to share like names on social media or like pictures right um so our first one at the end we were allowed to share pictures um uh of of him on social media um as long as we didn't identify him as our foster child um and that but our our current placement um where they didn't tell us we could so we just assume we can't. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so, like, if yeah. I wanted to, I'd say his name on the podcast, but um, I'm just not going to do that just yeah. because. But, yeah. Um, okay. So it's been good. But really, and this is like a biblical perspective. I didn't even mention this. Um, it's kind of interesting that James, Jesus's brother, is the only chapter in the Bible, especially the New Testament, where it says take care of widows and orphans. Um because that's what Jesus did when Joseph passed away. If you ever dug into that, because um, if you like dig into the genealogy and stuff, like um, why is it that it goes from Jesus at like 12 years old to like 30 years old? Yeah. It's because, but in that time it says he grew in favor with man and with God because he was taking care of his brothers and sisters when Joseph passed away because he was the oldest son. Uh So he grew in favor with man because he didn't abandon his family. Like, you're supposed to as the oldest son. Yeah. Um, and he grew in favor with God because he was on a human level, understanding emotions and feelings and what it's like to be humans. And so God recognized that and saw that so that when Jesus was on earth, he was seeing. And when someone came to him with a problem, he didn't just live this life of life of luxury. He was in the slums of it so he could relate better. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Sorry. Yeah. I did not know that. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's It's a a great perspective. It's a cool perspective. It's like, okay, James told us to do this because he saw Jesus do it. Yeah. It's a good good insight into Jesus's life. That's good stuff, man. I like that. So I want to ask you, man, um, 
I don't know if this is more lighthearted or not, but what is like a, one common or a few common myths or stigmas about fostering that you maybe would want to debunk? Like maybe assumptions that people have about foster care and the foster parenting and all that. And, you know, what are some things that you kind of think of? of yeah, that's definitely yeah. wrong or um, or you find it completely opposite in your experience. Um, I guess one would be that like foster parents are the bad guys. Um, I know that's easy for me to say coming from a foster parent. Um, there are bad foster parents that do it for the paycheck um, because you do get paid monthly per child. Um, but like not every situation's like that. People I've met are just people that want to show love to people. Um, yeah. I, yeah. So that's one thing. Um, another uh man that's a good question because there's my wife would probably be like oh yeah i got like six things um <laughs> uh yeah like, i i guess that's probably the one i would go with if i i wish i would have probably thought about this a little bit more but um i guess in you could you could include like if you want to be a foster parent and you're a single person you can be a foster parent oh yeah you don't have to be married you don't have to be um like together um married with two kids and a picket fence you don't have to yeah you don't have to be like the <laughs> traditional family to right. uh, be a foster parent all you have to do is be able to pass um a home study realistically um you have to go through trainings um a lot of trainings that are very repetitive and they're not like any bit entertaining but like you have to go through them <laughs> right right um there's some stuff like trauma informed care training is really interesting because it helps you definitely learn um, different kinds of things of like how to react, um, uh, to like different situations or how to respond yeah. because there's a difference between react and respond stuff yeah. like that, like minute little things. Um, I guess another one that's interesting is you're not allowed to spank the child. Um, you're, that's like a very big no, no. So if you're ever going right. in for, uh, I would imagine like, so. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, because, I'm glad that's a thing. <laughs> yeah, I agree. But like we're in Texas where like, Oh, every, everybody's uh, like, no, nah, I'm gonna spank my kid. Yeah, yeah. I got spanked like, but I turned out fine. But when a kid definitely, first of all, they teach you, um, like physical punishment isn't going to teach them anything other than like pain hurts you know it's right. not gonna, it's not gonna be healthy but a lot of these kids deal with like emotional and physical trauma yeah right so why are you going to punish them with a physical trauma yeah that why is would a trigger you do that to for them? what they've gone through yeah for sure. so yeah um i definitely understand like i i know a friend of mine um like he's a foster parent and he's a but he comes from a hispanic background and um he was like it's definitely different because hispanics tend to just get a switch is what he said. Um, oh, for sure. Yeah. I, like, yeah, I can guarantee that. Yes. Yeah. But it, so it's just understanding that, um, you, you're not the parent, you're a foster parent. You are a parent, but you don't get to make the parenting decisions. Like it's your own kid. Right. Um, the government does, um, and they have strict rules because realistically you're just the caregiver for them. Right. So, yeah. Um, I guess the last one that I'll say is kind of on that, what I touched on foster parents are parents. Mm -hmm. Um, they're not just temporarily temporary placeholders. You can't expect someone, um, with a heart that's doing it for the right reasons. I guess I should, I should clarify. You can't expect them to take care of a child for an extended period of time and not 
feel attachment and feel love for that child. Yeah. And you would want, like, you would want the parent to have that attachment to the child and you would want yeah. the child to as well, because imagine six months where you're, you're a child and you are without your parent. Like I'm just using six months as an example where you're without your parent, but you love your parent and you're confused and just think about it from their perspective, an eight year old, not knowing why they're going to live with somebody else that they've never met before. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, that, that even just to me kind of mirrors back what you were talking about earlier with the book of James and um, that perspective of just, with foster parenting, it really is to me kind of the most almost genuine, authentic love that you can have. Cause it really kind of roots back down to that agape love of loving mm-hmm. someone who even you don't have blood connection to, but still having that same agape love for them and loving them yeah, unconditionally. unconditionally. And so, uh, man, that's good. Good stuff. Yeah. Cool. All right. Next question, man. Um, okay. So this one's kind of in that same vein. What is one thing that you wish you had known when you first began fostering? Um, how hard it would be, truthfully. Um, I mean, I wish I would know from the moment they call you, like in a year from now, like he or she will be your not foster child but your adopted child because i don't miss any of the time like i don't regret any of the time i spent with our little boy but it's been five it's been four months now just over four and a half months and like i get a picture and i can't help but stop and cry because like i miss him um and so there's definitely like an attachment if I could get a phone call right now, pick up and say, Hey, in a year you're going to be able to adopt. Like this is a to B to C to D and like B isn't going to be like, um, turns out that they like are a three month old baby with that likes to stab people. Like that's, you know, like (laughs) it just be like, you know, I wish it would be easy, but it's going to be, but but if your goal is to one day adopt, it's going to be difficult because you don't know until you are in court signing the papers and like, yeah, you can't yeah. adopt until you've been, um, until the child's been with you for six months minimum. Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. And then there's so. all kinds of other steps to go through. Yeah. And you are the last in the line. Once yeah. the mom, once the mom or dad's right has, have been terminated, um, they look at friends, they look at families. If the dad isn't in the picture, they give them multiple chances. Um, mm. They put them on a registry that they have to be on for a certain amount of time to basically say like, hey, do you think, basically, have you slept with this woman in this amount, like around this time, you may have be a father of a child. Oh, wow. And once that time's expired, right, they're just saying abandoned father, basically. Wow. And so then, they go into depth yeah. to find. Yeah, because they want, well, Ultimately, the goal is to get them with either mom and dad or a family member, someone that is com- that that is there, you know, that yeah. is not taking them completely away from their relatives or you know yeah. their their home. Um, yeah. And if that doesn't work out, 
Well, that makes that. sense because even my sister is adopted. I won't go into all of her story, but mm-hmm. um, even I mean, she grew up in a loving home. Our, my parents are, are amazing, and they they loved her, and I, I think she would agree with that that she feels loved and felt loved and uh, all that. But even then, there's there's still even with a loving family that raises you, there is that complexity of. I have another family somewhere and there's a whole bunch of questions that usually comes up with that. So I understand that that's the first goal is to try to get them back somewhere in a family. And, yeah. uh, and that's, that's definitely a, um, a catch 22 or just a, a thing to consider because it's, it's such a, I can imagine it's such a connection that you have with that child. It really does feel like it's your own. And then, but you want what's best for that, that child later on in the long run. And so, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I guess this might even this might I might have just answered the question for you, but we had a a guest question for this, uh, Terry um, Terry Saffron, your father-in-law. Good uh, dude, he's a cool guy. Uh, he asked, "What is uh, your biggest challenge as a foster parent?" Um, I guess it's it goes back to that last answer, honestly, just not yeah. knowing. Yeah, um, not not having a solid. Yeah. answer for really any of your questions yeah <laughs> Real, realistically um i mean when we when we lost our first one it was a phone call on a friday and then they got them on monday wow it can happen that fast it could but just not knowing what the situation is i mean you bringing people in um like i said we had one and she had drama with men they didn't know that mm. so like there's a definitely a level of uncertainty when it comes to like fostering, but, um, yeah, that, that's probably the biggest challenge is just, there's uncertainty and you don't have all the answers. Um, but you just have to remember you're doing it for a child's best interest. Right. Good. Yeah. Um, all right. So here's another question for you, man. Um, so what are some of the best resources that have helped you along the way, whether it's people, whether it's books, podcasts, you know, what are some things that have like at least helped you, you know, understanding and also just, you know, really just emotionally and spiritually kind of going through a lot of this? Um, I guess like best resources is just having a good support structure. Um, I'll give a special shout out to my friends, Ruben and Elena Vasquez. Um, they're in Houston. They fostered, adopted, have been just encouraging people to us. Um, Shane and Dijon Russell in Lubbock. They've also been great people. Um, I know them from master's commission actually. Um, and so like, they've been really good people and good resources, but also our church family has like come alongside us. Um, I mean, our little girl, like everybody's her aunt or uncle in youth group. <laughs> Everyone holds awesome. her. It's so it's it's really really great when you have just a bunch of students that love them to death and um, want to do whatever they can to just make sure that things are going well. So another uh, another really good resource is check if you do become like foster parents, check different um, check with your foster care agency and see if they have different nonprofits that help with fostering um, or like foster families or uh, placement families or trying to think of what it's called when it's a family um, placement. Um, That's just going to slip my mind. I love it. Um, But we, uh, we in Midland, I just did a Jersey design for them. Um, That's kind of like my side hustle is I do Jersey designs. Yeah. I love it. Um, We did. Are are you wearing one right now? I am. I am wearing one that I designed. (laughs) Yes. Um, Very nice. 
but they uh i i did a jersey design for a group called the attic foster network and what they do is they provide families with um clothing um mm. for for kids or babies they provide cribs or strollers or rockers especially because if you do receive a placement and you have like a normal rocker they have rockers that actually um are meant specifically for drug babies so um oh, wow. but they basically you just they just give them to you for free for a period of time and then you bring them back so that the next family can use them um and so the That's adult awesome. foster network in midland look it up um yeah. but talk to your local foster care agency and i'm sure that there's good resources for that um yeah. and then like parenting podcasts i'd recommend this isn't necessarily a foster care one but dad tired it's a good one. Oh, that's the one you told me about a while back. See, that's good. Yeah, it's a good one. It's a it's definitely from a Christian guy um, talking about just raising your kids right. Um, and there's some really good stuff on it. Um, and I've liked it because I went from uh, one day not having a kid and my wife not being pregnant to the next day having a baby in oh, my house. Yeah. And yeah. so. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know what that's like. Trust yeah. Me. <laughs> Yeah, so um, just trying to like prepare myself to be the best father I can be. Um, it's been it's been a really good resource, but yeah, check with your foster care agency, talk with people. That's my main recommendations with that. All right, cool. Yeah. So I guess our next question then is, what do you wish that you could see or hear more of in conversations about foster care? Like, what do you hope more people are talking about? Um, I guess normalizing it. Mm-hmm. Like letting it not be weird um, because that definitely is like something that comes off. Um, like I have a friend that fosters and they foster and they're a white family that has black babies and mm-hmm. they're like, oh, why are your kids black? Mm. And if like just oh understand. Oh my God, you can't just ask someone why they're black. <laughs> But if you can like, if you can like understand and recognize, like, I'm not going to like, that's definitely an odd pairing, obviously, but there's a reason for it. It's the kids aren't running away and freaking out. So clearly like they're not kidnapped. (laughs) (laughs) Normalize the fact that it happens and don't bring up the trauma and making them have to explain 50 Mm. times a day. Why? Wow. Um, and and so, and also just like normalize and understand that there are boundaries when it comes to fostering. Um, so like just understanding there's things that you can't do and um, don't try to be like, well, that's stupid. So like the spanking thing I talked about, um, yeah. we've always heard like, well, that's stupid. I like my parents told me that's stupid. I used to spank you and you turned right, out yeah. great. You're a youth pastor. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> but like it's way different, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right. So if you're like, if you encounter a family that is fostering, don't, and they explain different rules to you, don't just make fun of them. Understand that the foster parents aren't the ones that created those rules for the most part, depending on like if anybody creates crazy rules, but like, you yeah. know what I mean? And, right. and those rules are there for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a reason for the rules and just understand and respect that your kid is different than these. And like, I'm sure your kid turns out fine that since you beat them, but like, <laughs> oh, I think that's the exact words my parents used. Just like we used to beat you, and I was like, "Thanks, Dad." Uh, <laughs> Could you say that one more time, just for clarity's sake, for, for posterity, <laughs> for the court? 
Last time I got a spanking, my dad was stationed overseas and my mom tried to spank us and we laughed at her and that we never got a spanking afterwards. So kids, if, if you're I listening to this, at laugh parents. at your parents. <laughs> Don't do that. I think if I had laughed at my parents, my dad would have come from overseas, belt in hand. No, my dad laughed about the fact that we laughed at him. It's just a running joke. Uh, yeah. All right, Aaron. Well, since our time is running out, man, I just had one more question for cool. you before you chopped out. Um, and it's, it's just a simple wrap up, man. But is there a place where our listeners can find out more information or to possibly donate um, that you would recommend places that they can go to to find out just more things about foster care and uh, and if they're potentially uh, interested in fostering? If they're interested in fostering, um, if you're a religious person, ask your local church. A lot of local churches, um, I know Houston has a few that I've seen post on their like pages and stuff, but they host foster Q and A's. Um, and you can either do those. A lot of, uh, CPS agencies are doing them through zoom as well. So, um, super convenient, but if you can sit through one of those, there's no obligation that like at the end of this, you're going to have, like, you will have to foster. They just want to answer your questions. Yeah. Um, so I'd encourage you to reach out to your local, um, CPS office and just see if there's a, a general meeting that'll like introduce you to fostering and what it means to foster. Um, they're going to try to convince you to foster. I promise you that. <laughs> I would imagine so. Um, yeah. That's probably their whole goal. That's their whole goal. <laughs> but if you're interested in learning about it, like let the people that experience and walk with these children through all these problems and like through house to house and all these different situations, um, yeah. go with them, you know, like not go with them, but like listen to what they have to say and go to right. these meetings. And um, so I'd recommend that if you want to donate to a place, um, you can probably check out the Attic Fostering Network, but um, I'd encourage you more to like look at your local. Um, so if you're in Colleen, look at your local ones. I actually wish I would have thought about this conversation beforehand because my wife's aunt is on the City Chamber of Commerce in um, Colleen, and I could have asked her about um, if she knew of any organizations for Colleen. Um, but yeah, like cool. talk to your local agencies and see if um, they have a nonprofit that could use your money yeah i'm sure i'm <laughs> sure that is a real quick google search yeah away. yeah straight up like yeah. it's super easy how to donate to foster care in colleen yeah. yeah and i'm sure that there's good agencies i also just talked to the but i would i would recommend because you never know how legit some of those places are that pop up on google right i'd, I'd see sure. who the agents would recommend before i don't so like find one that's like dot gov well what we can do too is is we'll, we'll talk to you after this and we'll get some links for put in our show notes so that way we yeah. can find some good legit places that you that mm -hmm. you would trust and that we can give to our listeners so tips on how to find a good one yeah real yeah. real talk yeah all right cool man that's i think that's all we got yeah um i think that's about it so as far as fostering goes you know aaron is himself a foster parent Tim grew up with a adopted sister. I have not been through the system myself, but I take care of my nephew. So we've all kind of got like a, a different perspective on this. So it was really cool to get Aaron's perspective, yeah, like sure. actually going through the system as a foster parent. Yeah. And I can tell you like trainings definitely do take a lot of time, but they do their it's research. Like, it's good yeah. training though, because yeah. it's a lot more than they make you do when you're becoming a parent yourself. Yeah. Did Basically, you... they they were Jeez. just like, "Do you have a car seat? Okay, you're a dad now." And they handed me my baby, and I was like, "Oh." Did oh. you have Did you have to go through a training too, Chris? For uh, for my daughter, no. Uh, for well, my yeah. nephew, we didn't legally have to, but it was suggested to us by lawyers. 
Yeah. Mm. So did, you, did you do a home study as well? No, we didn't have to do that. Okay. Uh, it's basically like Loke Apprentice. Just my mm. brother is still technically in the picture, so my nephew just lives with us. We have power okay. of attorneys and stuff. Man. Okay. Yeah. Home study, I think, is for specific. So, you, yeah. like, the last thing you have to do is like a home study, and they interview you, ask you in depth questions. They even, uh, with my friend Ruben, said they sat down with like their elementary age child and asked questions like, "How did they punish you?" and stuff like that. Mm. To oh, make wow. sure, Yeah. To make sure that like you're legit because kids will be brutally honest. Yeah, hundred yeah. um, percent. And so, so they asked all kinds of questions, and then they accepted them. Obviously, right. I freaked yeah. out at that point because I was like, what if they don't pass me? Um, yeah. And he just told me, he's like, if they don't pass to, if they don't want pastors to like foster, who do they want? You know? Yeah. I was like, sure. Okay. Yeah. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> you bring up an excellent point. <laughs> <laughs> well, Aaron, dude, thank you so much for your time. And uh, dude, thanks for just being a good friend and for being uh, someone who we, we love and care about. And thank you for doing what you do. And uh, dude, it was, it was such an honor and a, uh, um, Man, we're just grateful to have you on the episode and have you as a friend. So, love you, man. I love you guys. We'll have to like catch up and when it's not being recorded, so we can yeah talk that way. We can say other things. (laughs) (laughs) All right, man. Well, thanks again, dude. Uh, And I guess that's the uh, the end of this thing. All right. So we'll we'll head to break and then uh, we'll catch you later, Aaron. All right. Bye, guys. See you, man. Bye, man. All right, guys, we are back. Um, we're back. Due to time constraints, Aaron had to leave, but we're super appreciative of him being here with us, giving us his time, giving us his point of view. Yeah. It was such a great opportunity to get to see our friend, even so if good. it's just on Zoom. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we had a blast doing that. So thank you, Aaron, for being there. Thank you guys for listening to our friend. Yeah. And don't forget, guys, um, we'll probably say this later, too, but just to double re- remind you, check out the show notes to see all the information that he talked to us about, all the uh, links to kind of to donate. Also check out if you're interested in foster parenting, because yeah. uh, we really just want to encourage at least at least the conversations to have about it, at least to encourage, hey, let's not stigmatize this anymore, and let's have good, positive yeah. conversations about it. And we it. record this stuff a couple of days before we post it, so I have plenty of time to make sure all the links are right we'll make sure you guys have the correct information to be able to support the system yeah um all right so and also while you're here don't forget to subscribe to rate us to follow us on apple podcast spotify youtube or whatever you're listening or watching this on uh we love it when you kind of just give us a little shout out and you know we're not making a living off of this, but we also want to upgrade the things that we have and just do a little bit better for the podcast so that way we can have a better show for you. And so uh, be sure to subscribe, rate, follow, like, all those good positive things, We're an please. independent podcast for the most part, so that helps us out. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, though, we actually had a pretty cool donation from yes. a dear friend of ours. Um, it's actually what we refer to as my daughter's fae godmother, uh, Raven Hoven. Hey. Uh, she is the wife of our technician at work, so we work with her husband. She's a faithful listener to the podcast. She decided to donate some money to us, and we are super appreciative of that. Yes. So thank, thank you, Raven. You. We love you. Much appreciated. Round of applause. Thank you so much. Big You're heart. the best. Big heart. Yes. All right. All right, and then now it is time for our next segment because we always have to have this segment, and that is ask chris and tim so we have some listener questions if you'd like to ask us some questions please reach out to us on social media or anywhere else email us and ask us some questions that you want us to answer here on the show so let's get this first one started first person shelby asked if y'all were wreck it ralph and excuse me start that over if y'all were in the wreck it ralph universe which arcade game would y'all be in and what character that's a hard question because because in the second one in the second one 
it it opens it opens up to the internet. So it's it's anything, anything and everything. Yeah, but she just means like in the arcade. Like if you lived in the arcade, which game would you be in? I think so. Only in this one only movie. Only in like like just stick to Wreck It Ralph one, not okay, Ralph okay, the okay, internet. Fair enough. Um, I think for me, I would if I didn't have to be in a game, I would definitely be in the audience of like most of the games. Hmm. Like I would just go from audience to audience watching the different sporting events, the different races, the different fights, all that type of stuff. Okay. If I had to be in a game, like stick to just one, I would probably want to be in tap tap so I could just hang out at the bar. No risk to you, my life. You stole my answer. No way. There you go. Look, <laughs> no risk to my life whatsoever. I can just walk in. I buy a drink and I leave. That's, oh, that's it. A good one. And as a, you know, as a su- supporting character of Tap Tap, I don't have to earn money. I'm not the bartender. That's right. So I can just walk in and there's money already in my pocket for my drink. I drink it. I leave. Then I come back when I want another one. That easy. That's a good one, man. That, now to come with another mine. one. I would probably go into the um, Candy, not Candy Crush. What is the game called? The the go kart. The racing one. Yeah. What is um, it called? Sugar Rush. Sugar Rush. Yeah. I'll probably just be one of the characters doing a go-kart. I mean, it's fun. You know. Well, I'm diabetic, so I couldn't do that. Oh. It would literally, <laughs> literally kill me. But then again, if it were my game, I could come back. So That's right. Is that blissful then? Or is that, I mean... I mean, it's definitely a painful death. I don't know if you've ever had diabetic ketoacidosis. I have not. It sucks. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it might be worth it. Uh, all right. Next question. Next question uh, <laughs> that comes from Let's Andrew. Move on. <laughs> Andrew asks, "Do you think security guards at certain facilities or places should be armed?" So this is uh, uh, okay. This is my fault, guys. I keep at, I keep forgetting to ask y'all these questions about the main topics before we record. Yeah. Um, <laughs> or at least with enough good time beforehand. And so when Andrew asked this, it was for the guns episode. So, but we're going we're gonna to answer it now because we are truthful to our word and we will answer your question. So, yeah. uh, do you think security guards at certain facilities or places should be armed? It depends on the place. I mean, mostly, and also depends. And it kind of, there's so many variables to this. It's not black or white. I think it really does depend on the location. And I think the security guards should be definitely trained in different ways mm-hmm. and, um, you know, have so, the qualifications. I think, much like the police, there is a time and a place for a security guard to be armed, but not every place that has armed security needs armed security. Yeah. yeah. Or it doesn't need to be lethally armed security. Yeah, that's a good point. So, like, banks nowadays don't really have, like, this huge vault of cash that, you know, bank robbing movies show. Right. People aren't showing up to rob banks like that too much anymore i guess so maybe like half of the banks that are armed should be armed and the ones that aren't you know they're the lower end banks like right yeah and and it's just it's just one of just like that episode there's there's it's not an easy conversation. There's no easy answer. There's no like universal like yes, every single security guard in the United States should be armed. It's just so many variables to apply to. So I mean, obviously, what what we talked about is we we care about good training and good like limits, and so uh, that's one variable. But just I don't know, really just just depends on the place and when. So yes and no, Andrew. I think mostly no, but also yes. Yeah. All right, next question, Tim. Please let's. <laughs> Let's move on. Question uh, from one of my favorite people. Harley. To ask questions. Harley asked, what is your dream place to live? 
I, I probably have two answers to this. Uh, so Jessica and I seriously have considered this. Um, is moving to Italy or Ireland? You're not allowed. <laughs> it's too far. You're not allowed. Uh, I have Italian heritage, and plus we just love we we want to go on vacation there soon. And so we've been checking it out, and um, and the more we looked at it, we're like, you know, not a bad place to check out and possibly live. So who knows? One day we might do that. Ireland will be easier because you know the barrier English, you know, the language barrier is not as difficult but i mean irish irish english is a different thing it's different but at least it, you can at least you can try to almost another language in and of itself you could figure out what someone's trying to say though with context clues <laughs> yeah kind of i guess um for me so i also have two answers to this one would be australia just because i think it's such a cool place mm, obviously you know the deadly animals are a big deterrent uh but i've got friends and family in australia and i think it'd be pretty cool yeah uh but the place that I would probably consider my number one, which would be the easiest for me to get to, would be Rotan, Honduras. Yeah. It's where my family's from. Uh, my dad lives there now. And it is just such a beautiful island, uh, very tropical. Like you picture tropical paradise, it's Rotan. Yeah. They have all kinds of really cool animals. Uh, it's like a really huge tourist stop for cruise ships and things like that. Um, it's kind of self sustainable. Like, you can live there on your own, no questions asked, off the grid, you'd be all right. Uh, it's a pretty cool place. I dig. That'd be cool. Well, guys, thank you for your listener questions. If you want to ask us more, please go on social media or email us any questions. It could be on topic. It could be totally off the wall. We will answer anything that you send out to us. So um, let's move on. All right. So our next topic is one of my favorite segments. It is, I don't know who needed to hear this, but... Pay attention to the smell of your home when you come back from a trip. That's what it smells like to guests. You just don't realize it because you're used to it. That makes sense. It's like it's like body odor. Is you don't know really what your body odor smells like because you're around it so much until unless you're like really ranking. But uh, but it's the same thing with your house. It's like you're you're, yeah. you're accustomed to it, and so next time you're on a trip and you come back and you smell something odd, take note. That's probably how it usually smells. And unless it's like. While you were gone, your cat right. peed everywhere. Yeah. Then hopefully that's not what your guests smell. True. <laughs> uh, speaking of smells, I'm actually just going to go over Aaron's. So since he had to leave, he left us with his. Yeah, we're stealing it. He left us <laughs> with his, his little bit. He says that there is no acceptable time to smell your hands in public that's without gold. it looking suspicious. That's gold. And that's absolutely <laughs> true. You will never go anywhere and see some random person smelling their hand and think, oh, that's a normal interaction. Yeah. You're always like, what is that guy doing? Why? It, that, that's the bigger. It's like, what did he touch? Yeah. Like if you see someone <laughs> smelling their hand and then they reach out to shake yours, you're not going to want to touch no. it. <laughs> oh, that's... Nah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> it's gross. Oh, man. That was a good one, Aaron. Uh, All good. right. And then mine. There is – I don't know who needed to hear this, but – there is no legal limit to free samples. <laughs> you can have as many as you want. They're free. They're free. <laughs> Take as many samples as you want. I've actually known growing up some people that uh, like they would make a day out of it. Saturday, they'd go to Sam's Club or Costco or whatever it was, and they would just pick up free samples for a meal. Yeah. Like you go to one section, get some little meat samples. You go to the other, you try the bread. You go to the sushi area, you try some sushi chips snacks whatever they've got their little beverages or juices yeah free samples all day long baby no limit yes uh 
it reminds me of the episode from Parks and Rec where Ron Swanson's at this uh, like this vegan like health store. And <laughs> yeah. he's like, hello, sir. Would you like this uh, this vegan bacon? Thank and you. <laughs> and he just throws it right into the trash. Please, may I have another? Uh, okay, here. Thank you, trash. Please, may I have another? Um, I don't think I can give you any more. <laughs> Um, that's Good times, that's man. guys. That's it. That's our that's our episode for today. That's Dude, what we've got for you. That was a good one, man. I like that. I, we, Maybe we should have guests on more often. We and we definitely want to. Like we have a list. We have a list of people that we want to bring on. It's a um, small list, but it's a list nonetheless. It is a list. And if you're not on it, it's because you're not important. <laughs> Stop. I'm just kidding. We love you all, guys. Hey, we just want to again thank you all so much for listening, for watching, for whatever, however you're uh, taking this in. And uh, you have anything else to say? Any other final thoughts? Um, yeah. So Aaron said something earlier that really caught me. Is the reason they started looking into fostering is because they wanted to be parents. Mm. Um, not to take away from that at all, because that's absolutely such a beautiful sentiment. But if you want to be a parent. You don't have to have your own child. You don't have to foster. You don't have to adopt. You can be parental to other people, oh, even yeah. if you don't qualify for being a foster parent or if you just you're scared to be a foster parent for whatever reason. It's an understandable fear. Uh, you can be parental. Yeah. Like Aaron said, he's got a huge support group. All of his uh, students at the church love his children. Uh, he's got friends and everything that help him out with his fostering journey. You can be that role in someone's life right. if, if nothing else. You can support other people that are fostering that way. You don't have to be a parent to parent. Right. Yeah, it, it's not saying that that's not one way to do it. It's just it's kind of like the episode of The Office where Michael wants to adopt because he always wanted kids and he's getting to the old age. So he, he watched an episode of Oprah where it's like this, they had this huge adoption episode, and so he decided that he wanted to adopt. And obviously for him— this probably wasn't the wisest choice for him as just a single man who, I mean, if you watch The Office, you know exactly why. Um, and so what we're saying is, like, that doesn't have to be the only avenue to go. And so we we, we want you to make well-informed decisions. And, I mean, you're, you're if you're listening to this, you're probably a grown person, and you know that. But it's a good, yeah, just good thing to remember. Don't rush into things. Don't just jump into fostering because we said fostering was cool. Yeah. There are other ways to support And I'm sure Aaron would say the same and, thing. I wish we would have mentioned that before. but. Uh, I guarantee you he would say the same thing because, like he was saying, it's not easy. Right. It's not the the whole glamorous thing that yeah. a lot of people see. It's not the Stuart Little story. And neither is parenting in general. <laughs> parenting yeah, definitely just... don't rush out into making a kid. <laughs> that's, that's a difficult situation in yeah. and of itself. Having your own children, fostering, it's one's not easier or harder than the other, right. in my opinion. I might be wrong, but – One's not easier or harder than the other. One's not more right or more wrong than the other. Yeah. They're just different, and in some veins, they're the same. Yeah. You're still a parent either way. So those are my final thoughts. I, I, I think that's a great way to close it. I don't, I don't think I have anything else. Solid right. to me, man. Uh, but guys, thank you again so much for listening, for watching to the podcast. We love you. We appreciate you. And thanks uh, for links. Yes, check it all out. Share it with your friends. Share it with your mom, your dad, your grandpa, your grandma. Tell your friends. Uh, tell your mom. <laughs> and we'll see you guys next time. Love you guys. Bye. Bye.
Thank you for listening to the Always More podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe, share, like, and rate on whatever your platform of preference is. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Always More Pod and ask your question using hashtag Ask Chris and Tim. If you'd like to support the podcast and feed into Chris and Tim's caffeine addiction, you can do so at buymeacoffee.com slash alwaysmorepod. For further information and to contact Chris or Tim, you can email them at alwaysmorepodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for joining.